Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott with Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program. And today's topic is how your beliefs can put you in pain, can keep you in pain, and how they affect your pain in the way that you feel. If you have not joined our private Facebook group yet, it is called Rehab Fix Low Back Program. Go do so. You will learn how we help individuals around the world resolve their sciatica through a step-by-step guide that you will be provided for free just by joining that page. And there are additional guides in there as well and exclusive content that I do not post anywhere else. There's a ton of value. You can guarantee thousands of dollars worth of material on a weekly basis to help you get steered the right direction so you are armed with education so you can protect yourself from the typical healthcare systems. You can protect yourself from going years roundabout without results. And so you can finally determine the right path for you and the individual that can help get you to where you want to be. Now, this episode is all about beliefs. This is, this is actually a huge topic. And it's one that is basically 100% ignored by the typical biomedical model of pain of our healthcare system, of how we treat people, um, all of these things. It's, uh, it's a really bad model considering how huge our beliefs are intertwined with our recovery. So I'm going to get right to it in a few examples as well on how your beliefs can influence the way that you feel. Now, this involves musculoskeletal pain. Now, what is musculoskeletal pain? Listen to this definition. Musculoskeletal pain is a multifactorial condition. It involves complex interactions between structural, physical, psychological, social, lifestyle, and core morbid health factors, and is therefore best understood through a biopsychosocial framework. Biobiology, psychomental, social, social influences, right? Biopsychosocial framework. That's what comprises musculoskeletal pain. But how many times do you get a musculoskeletal injury? Hey, I hurt my shoulder. Hey, I hurt my knee. Hey, I hurt my low back, the number one disability in the world. You go to your primary, you have a three-minute appointment, and you're just told, oh, let's get imaging on it, tissue pain, tissue injury. You probably tore this. You probably ripped that. You probably damaged this, damaged that. Let's go get imaging. All right, see you next week. Bye. Go go, go pay your, your copay. Right. Okay. That's, that's most of us. All right. That's, that's most of our situations. Our beliefs are not taken into account. We're not heard. We're not listened to. We're not understood. Beliefs are huge for overcoming pain. And the one thing that's interesting about beliefs is that we can, we can have contradictory beliefs at the same time about what we're experiencing. An example could be this. Uh, you might believe that you need to strengthen your weak joint. You might have the concept that, oh, you have, you have an area that is weak, okay? This, this particular area is weak. You could say it's your joint. You could say it's your low back. You could say it's your core, whatever, okay? This area is weak and I, just, I need to strengthen it. But at this exact same time, you might have been told that exercise, strengthening exercises could be harmful to that area or that joint or whatever. Like I was told my low back is weak. 
That's why I need to strengthen it to feel better. But I was also told to not deadlift, to not squat, to not lunge, to not lift heavy, right? What kind of a mind scramble is that, right? Hi, Susie. You have back pain because your core is weak. But don't exercise. Don't lift heavy. Don't do exercises that really push your core. Just do some super, super, super regressed clamshells and glute bridges, and we hope that'll be enough to strengthen that weak area, okay? That's not effective. That's screwing up someone's beliefs. It's not an effective treatment approach in the first place, but it's screwing up someone's beliefs. This area is weak. Oh my gosh, it's weak. I'm weak here. Oh, I'm fragile here. I'm fragile. Oh, but I can't do anything about it because if I do that, I'm too fragile to handle that. So I'm just going to make it worse. That's screwing up our beliefs. Big time. Big time. The desire among clinicians to diagnose a tissue problem and fear of missing pathology contributes to this inappropriate approach of musculoskeletal pain. This also leads to the inappropriate use of imaging. Let me repeat that in a different way. Most doctors are obsessed with finding a diagnosis. I need to diagnose this person. I got I to figure it out. I, I need to know what the diagnosis is. I need to know what tissue is damaged. I need to know what's torn. I need to know what I can point my finger at, what is damaged. If the clinician feels like they don't absolutely know what it is during that appointment, they're going to be obsessed with knowing. What's the pathology? What's the pathology? Well, we got to know. Let's, let's go get imaging. Vast majority of imaging is inappropriate. A huge amount of imaging is inappropriate. It leads to bad outcomes, it leads to more invasive procedures. It impairs your prognosis, okay? Inappropriate imaging is not good. I've made many, many posts on this. Now, when we have this, this obsession about figuring out what the problem is, right, and, and then trying to put labels on it and then these bad explanations of it, it can take people down a really, really bad path. And so here's a layout. Here's an example of how this conversation might go. And this is the type of step-by-step conversation that a ton of people go through around the world. Around the world, okay, not just in the US, not just in Canada, around the world. We talk to clients around the world every single week. This is the step-by-step process many of these people go through. So first step, they want to figure out the identity. What is the pain? What is the pain generating factor? What is the identity? Okay, so here's what they're typically told. Pain. Pain is a sign of damage. Okay, so let's use an example for the lower back. Okay, oh, you feel pain? That means something has to be damaged. What could be damaged? A slipped disc or degeneration, right? That is an identity. They're attaching an identity to that pain. They're not discussing your beliefs. They're not discussing anything else. They're saying, oh, you feel pain. Pain means damage. What's damaged? Your discs. Okay? Next step. What caused it? What causes this pain? What causes my discs to be damaged? Common statements that are thrown out there. Bad posture, misuse, you're moving wrong, overuse, you're doing your job too much. Well, you got to do your job to work, right? You got to make money. Oh, it's overuse. Injury without being aware that was causing damage at the time. Okay? So related to the lower back, weak core, poor posture, Bending and lifting repetitively. Okay, we're, we're blaming something. What caused this? What caused this? The consequence. What are the consequences of having this? Okay, what's the consequence? Well, the body's going to need to protect itself. You, you need to rest and you need to avoid those things in order to heal. 
Now that's the consequence. So you have pain. Something has to be damaged. We're going to blame your disc. Your, your discs have to be damaged in order for you to feel pain. Okay, why are your discs damaged? Because you have poor posture and you bend too much. And now as a result of that, now you have to rest and you have to avoid bending and lifting in order to heal. That's the sequence so far, right? Making sense? This is bad. Okay, this is bad. Back pain will become persistent and deteriorate later in life. Okay, these are the consequences of hurting your back now. You got to rest. You got to avoid these things in order to heal, right? Because if you don't, your back pain is just going to continue. It's going to get worse. Your back is vulnerable and it's going to need protection in the future if you don't do something about it. These are the messages people are told. Next step, well, okay, well, I'll do that. How long is it going to last? How long will it last? Well, pain gets worse with aging. Degeneration is going to continue. Arthritis is going to kick in. Back pain gets worse with aging. Then that's what you're told. Okay? Then, okay, well, well, then what can I do about this? That's the last step. Treatment. What can I do about this? How can it be controlled? How can it be fixed? And then you're told, oh, well, we need to fix or replace the damaged structure. There is no cure for back pain. We have to fix it. You're like a car. You're like a car. Oh, the, the part is bad, so we got to repair it. This is the biomedical model that people are swept into. And it's extremely harmful. Super, super harmful. Okay, this creates a very inappropriate image of how pain works, how we feel, how all these different influences are intertwined for not only our pain, but the way we feel as a human being, how we feel about the world, about our current existence, right? There's so many things that influence this. And as soon as you feel pain, which could be influenced by a thousand different things, these are the steps you're taken to. And then you see the very last step there. How do I fix it, right? That's where the imaging comes into play. Oh, well, here's a slip disc. Oh, surgery. That's the reason you got it. Well, what if the reason that that person feels pain is because they just got a divorce? They just lost their job. A friend just died. They feel really stressed out because of work. They have a deadline coming up. They haven't been eating well, so their body's really inflamed from their dietary uh, consumption of processed sugars and and grains and and flours and all these things, and and their body's currently inflamed with stress, with anxiety. That's why they feel the pain. But no, we have to blame something. We have to blame something. Let's go get an image. Oh, discarnation, called it. All right, go to surgery. That's the way you got to fix it. You have to repair the damaged structure. This is what people go through all the time all of the time and it's ruining lives it is ruining lives these are the surgeries that won't help these are the people who within six weeks after a surgery they still can't move like well that didn't work now they're five or ten grand deep into a surgery and now they feel like nothing will help them they were told all along oh the damage structure is this this has to be fixed we fixed it with the surgery oh you feel you still feel pain oh oh well i guess we'll do another one in a couple of years maybe right that's where this just pit of despair comes from is this biomedical model. It kills people, okay? It's disastrous. So what do we do about this, okay? Here's a quote for you. To understand the sufferer, one must understand the narrative. Let me say that again. To understand the sufferer, one must understand the narrative. You need to understand what this person has been told, what the narrative has been about their injury, about their life. The person in pain, you need to understand this. For it is through the story that the patient's suffering is accessed. It's through their story that their suffering is accessed. This means both hearing the illness story and listening for the suffering narrative therein. 
Powerful quote. What does that tell us? It tells us to listen. It tells us to listen, to understand the person's story. Do you know how powerful the question, tell me your story, can be? This is something I've been asking our online clients around the world for years. What's your story? Tell me your story. This can change someone. That question alone can change someone. Okay, you need to understand the person that you're talking to. You need to understand their beliefs, the narrative that they've been told. Why do they feel this way about their situation? What have they been told? How can you navigate that to help shine a different light on it? And this is the difficult part. You know, if someone comes to me and they say, hey, I have a slipped disc, it's because of my posture and it's because of my job. And I just immediately go, oh, no, it's not. And I throw it back in their face. They're so attached to that belief that they're going to feel like I'm insulting them. In my mind, I'm just going, oh, no, I'm going to dispel those beliefs right now. Get that out of here. I'm empowering you with knowledge. Like that's what I would think I'm doing in my head, but I'm not. You have to navigate it. You have to understand their story and you have to rewrite the narrative and you have to help them to be the one to understand it and to see it and to change those beliefs because the moment you start to change their beliefs is the moment everything can change for that person. It'll entirely change the way that they feel. For them to no longer feel like the reason for their pain is one specific tissue, they don't have to have a diagnosis to know what to do to get better. They don't have to have special testing. They don't have to be able to point their finger on on an MRI. Okay, they don't have to have injections or surgery to fix it. They don't have to be afraid of moving. The second someone feels this, oh my gosh, their entire outlook changes. Okay? And this is why I just talk time and time again about inappropriate imaging. It was one of the first things we read today. Here's another result from this study. Misinterpreted results related to imaging can lead to excessive and unneeded care. Catastrophic thoughts by people seeking care, leading to fear of activity and lower expectations of recovery, which negatively influences prognosis. This is the result of of poor imaging, of inappropriate imaging. And the overall summary of this article is that clinicians who endorse biomedical pain beliefs are more likely to engage in care that is inconsistent with guideline recommendations. You hear that? This is the current evidence. Those who endorse this stage, this process of care that I walked you through today, right? The identity, what is it? What is it? How do we blame it? What's the problem? Got to identify it. Got to identify it. What's the problem? Okay, now what do we do about it? How do we fix it? Why did it happen? Poor posture, slip disc, bending, overuse, all this. Okay, it needs to be replaced just like a car. This will lead to excessive and unneeded care, catastrophic thoughts, fear of activity, poor prognosis. And clinicians who engage in this type of thinking are typically inconsistent with guideline recommendations. So I really hope that this podcast soaked in for you, for whoever is listening. Okay, this is huge. This is life-changing stuff that I'm bringing up because even if you are provided with a good treatment recommendation, but the narrative is all wrong and you're not being heard and the individual doesn't understand your story, you still won't get results. That's how important your beliefs are. The beliefs can change everything. 
So find someone who's willing to listen. Just to give you an idea, we usually spend an hour and a half with you before you enroll in our program. That's the amount of time that we take just to understand your situation, just to know that you're going to get results with us, just to know that we can set up your program and design this to be right for you. An hour and a half is the average amount of time that we spend with you. Okay? We're here to listen to you. We're here to understand your story. We're here to know where you're coming from. We're here to understand your narrative. And if you have been told a lot of this crap along the way, we're here to teach you how to rethink that and how to rewire your brain and rewire your beliefs so that you can go from a fearful and and negative mindset towards this and develop a, a positive and optimistic and resilient mindset towards this. Then complemented with the right plan and you're bulletproof. You need a plan. You need people who care. You need people who care about your story and are willing to take the time to talk with you and to change the narrative so that we can truly make a lasting impact on your life. And this is where you can change your story. So if you are ready to change your story, submit an application to work with us. Let us help you. You can access this application through our website. I'll leave a link in the show notes. You can send us an email, send me a message over Instagram or Facebook. Get in touch with us. Let's change your story so that you can get rid of this pain and you can get back to living your life the way that you want to. If you have not joined our private Facebook group yet, join it. Rehab Fix Low Back Program. You will not regret it. Engage yourself in a community of people who care, who are invested in changing their lives and who value who value the input, who value a program that can give them the results that they deserve. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please leave a five-star rating and review to help grow the podcast, to help us reach more people. It's a cost-free way for you to help support us. As always, move more, move in nature, move in the sun. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.